Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, start them young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS, save some money, and gear up now. Hey guys, Bobby Rose Beef here with another edition of Jigs and Bigs. And before we get started, I want to say thank you very much to everybody who has been listening and uh, checking this out. We've gotten uh, a lot of feedback, uh, some reviews over at uh, Apple Podcasts. Like it's really, really been fantastic. Some of you guys have even reached out and sent me messages, which is great. I love hearing from you guys, and I'm I'm really glad ultimately that that you guys really like the show. That that means so much to me. That's really the whole reason why I kind of started this uh, was to try to just kind of like do something and, and, and create something that I thought was was fun and interesting and and that's kind of what I have lined up for you right here. Um, this this episode that we're going to do is a great one. Two things are going on. First off, well, we're going to start with uh, a, a new segment here on Jigs and Bigs. When I had Sean on, uh, what was it, episode uh, three. He was on and uh, he and I got to talking and he is a guy who, man, Sean is such a character. Like, and he's just got so many stories. So many, in fact, that I couldn't just have him on one episode. I had to bring him on uh, and and give him a segment. We joked about it, and it's exactly what we have. So we're, we're uh, this episode. We're we're show, we have a brand new segment. It's called Sean the Fisherman, and uh, Sean is going to be sharing a variety of different stories. Uh, some will be funny. Some will just be uh, awe inspiring. Some will be uh, informational, and you know, others will just kind of be for the sake of conversation. But uh, it's he's always got something different. We recorded a bunch of them today. We're going to get started with his very first one, and uh, we're going to go with it. It's going to be a whole lot. Time. So Sean the Fisherman coming up, and then I've got a conversation with uh, Eric Dowd. Eric and I have been uh, friends now for a little while, and uh, he is a is a guy that I met through uh, hosting uh, pub trivia nights in my local area. That's that's my day job. Uh, not doing a whole lot of that right now, but uh, that's how Eric and I met. We discovered that we each have an interest in fishing, and, and Eric is that guy. I don't know if you remember in episode one, but I did mention that Eric uh, was that guy that brought me out fishing again and... And uh, it was that three and a half pounder I caught with him that uh, really kind of inspired me to get right back into it and really kind of like like see it see see this this uh, this passion for for bass fishing really take off. So big shout out and thank you to him. But Eric has uh, some really really great stories, a, uh, a a heartbreaking story about an amazing pike. You're gonna want 
want to hear the details on this. We have, I mean, it's just going to be a good one. But uh, again, before we get to it, guys, thank you one more time. Uh, remember that... Uh, you can follow uh, Jigs and Bigs on Instagram. Follow us there. Jigs and Bigs uh, is the account to follow. Uh, you can always DM me there if you have any questions or, or you want to give a little bit of feedback. Uh, you can also uh, you can go ahead and and follow me on my Facebook page, the Jigs and Bigs Facebook page. Uh, I gotta be honest with you, the amount of uh, new followers that we've had just I would say in the last seven days alone has really really been amazing. So. Thank you very much, everybody, for uh, for being that and the, and the positive, the, all the feedback that's come along. I really appreciate it. I mean, you know, some people have have some criticisms with the show, and and they, uh, you know, things that I can work on. And I appreciate that too. So, you know, thanks so much, guys, for uh, for going ahead and doing that and uh, and being a part of it all. It's going to be really fantastic. One thing I want to mention in this conversation with uh, with Eric, I tackle three things that uh, I would really kind of be okay never ever ever having to read again on uh, on a Facebook fishing group. What I mean by that is, and I want to throw this as a, as a clarifier that, uh, I don't have an issue with anybody, you know, that's trying to learn using a, a Facebook group as a resource. I totally get that. But a lot of these things are just, just things that are spoken about a lot. So I actually, uh, had intended to just kind of share my opinions in the intro here, but I decided I would have include it with Eric and get his feedback as well. And the three topics we're going to talk about, uh, are, uh, the, uh, spinning reel versus bait cast real debate. Uh, there's this popular sort of thing where people feel the need to be subscribed to one camp or the other or, or exclusively use one versus the other, something like that. And I get that's how just some people are. They like to separate, you know, into into separate, separate groups. And some of these things can be kind of polarizing. I get it. The second one is, do you keep your catch or do you catch and release? And that is another topic I've seen on so many different Facebook groups. Um, and there's just, uh, there's no... There isn't just a simple, you know, answer. There's just, there's just not. There's a lot of things to be kind of taken into consideration there. So it's not really one of those things you can expect a just a, a simple answer, cut and dry, like, oh, this is how it is. There's a whole lot of information to take into uh, into consideration there. The third and final one is that you know the post. Somebody just gets a brand new combo. Maybe it's their first baitcaster combo, and they hold a picture of them holding it in their hands, and they say, "What kind of line should I put on it?" And I mean, that is another like wickedly loaded question. So many different uh, options there and, uh, and reasons. And, uh, and, and there's a lot more that needs to come through with that question. Like, where are you fishing? Well, well you, you'll get to it, all of this stuff. Anyway, thanks so much, everybody. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoy the show. We're going to talk to Eric right after Sean the Fisherman. Sean. 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 Hey, this is Sean the Fisherman with my weekly story. I like to talk about a local lake in western Massachusetts. About six o'clock in the morning on a weekday, I had Wednesdays off at work for a while, so I got myself out to go fishing. And at six o'clock, six thirty in the morning, I was in front of a house fishing, uh, fishing their dock, and the alarm went off. And I heard the occupant get up, go into the shower, or go into his bathroom, turn the shower on, and I thought nothing of it. 
about 10 minutes later, all of a sudden I heard a woman screaming in, in ecstasy, obviously having sex, booming across the lake. And I'm in front of this guy's dock and I'm looking around to see if any of the other houses on the on the lake are now residents poking out of their windows looking at me with all this screaming going on. And I freak out. I'm looking around and I freeze and I wait a minute and I realize the guy's shower is still on and the audio is not as clear as I thought. And this guy was in his shower listening to a porno at 630 in the morning, booming across this local lake, which was gross. Since that day, I've referred to that house when talking about uh, fishing at that lake with my buddies like, yeah, hey, I caught two in front of the two in front of the downed log and three over at the porno house. That's all for this week. And now for our feature presentation. How you doing? Good, brother. Yeah. Not bad. How you? I'm hanging in there. You know, it's. Uh, I. I think I don't want to jinx myself, but uh, I think I've got. I've been pretty lucky with this. It's. It hasn't been as bad as some of the stuff that I've heard from other people. So, knock on wood, it's been all. It's. It hasn't been too bad. I'm hoping yeah. to be able to. Yeah, be fishing by like next weekend. I have been uh, <laughs> awful with buying tackle. <laughs> Terrible. Myself included, brother. Oh, it's been bad. Like, I <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. had an order from Carl's come in, um, of of some stuff that I needed to re up. Like I I I needed I wanted to get a couple of spinner baits, nothing crazy. And then I've got my MTB box that's on the way. And then I've I uh, I I had now. Did you hear about uh, fishing with Becca? You told me about her. Yes. Yeah. I so she uh, so she had uh, flipped her kayak, and when she did that, her big camera went for a swim and like a bunch oh, of other no. gear. Yeah. She lost a ton of stuff. So I was like, okay, really? yeah, she really did. I felt bad. And I was like, I put up some posts to try to get some people to, you know, go and, you know, cause I know obviously like as a YouTuber, the more subscribers you have and the more comments and all that other stuff, you know, it, it, it all kind of works like helps together. So I told her, bro, I'll send her a care package, get her, a, get, get her mailing address and I'll send it to you. Cause bro, I just, I just completely, went berserk myself bro <laughs> honestly um i've i yeah it's i've got a lot of new stuff like when do you see it all my yeah all my little black maxes are gone oh really yeah i got i got the silver max i got the stx which is like a 200 dollars reel yep and then i got the the revo x oh my god man there was just a big a- sale on the revo x I forget yeah, what site check- was. It was like forty bucks. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, ridiculous. But- I don't know. I don't that 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 seemed to me like it was just not right. Not right. Like, have you seen the on the Facebook thing? You pop up and it says ninety nine dollars for a brand new eight foot kayak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is that's a scam. <laughs> they want your fucking social security number and stuff like that. Yeah. Why do you need that? You're out of uh, here. Bang. Gone. See you. Nobody's buying a, a seaworthy saying, kayak man. for that much. Paul, my buddy Paul was like, oh, hey, what if we got a couple of these? And I'm like, it's too good to be true. Trust me. I'm like, I'm I looked like, into it. I pressed on it, man. They yeah. wanted my social security number. I was like, nope. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're not. They're not selling any of those. And like, it's it's ridiculous. No. But I'll yes. tell you what. So that reel that I saw, I think it was called like, 
what is it like fisherman like uh fisherman gift central or something like that or, or whatever i've actually ordered like a mix box from them before like a surprise yeah. like it were like oh hundred dollar value for like you know thirty dollars and i was like screw it i'm gonna give it a shot garbage absolutely garbage but not only that like when you order the stuff there's no you can't contact them you don't they don't tell you when anything ships nothing at all like you have nothing to go on <laughs> Wow. So yeah, I happened to like respond to an ad and I left a comment. They were not happy. So I think that's probably why I got what I got in the bag. But yeah, I ended up I did uh I did a, a bunch of segments with Sean, one of my guests from episode two, and uh, he's doing a segment on the show called Sean the Fisherman, and I, I made him a, a, an open and all kinds of stuff. It's re- it's going to be really good. The first one will be in this episode, but he was telling me we were having a conversation about um, lead jigs and like the laws in mass. So we're having this conversation and everything, and he was like, you know, he goes, if you're into like wanting to make your own jigs and you don't want to necessarily like you don't want to pour lead you know you want to try and stay as legal as you can he goes yeah. instead of having to like actually mold everything else he he hit me up with this uh uh this guy Ken who has a company called leadfreejigs.com really yeah and so as you know Sean's recording this stuff I was looking and he's got like like a two pack of they're not tungsten. I forget what they are. There might be bismuth. I think I think they're bismuth, but they're lead free, so they're all mass legal. But like you get a two pack of you know whatever size jig, and he's got a, a handful of different styles, and they don't come with skirts. It's just you know what I'm saying. It's it's just the yeah, painted jig head, and you can pick the color. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. You know, now I don't have to mess with ovens, nothing like that. So I was like, yeah, all right. So we'll pick up some of those. So I'm waiting on those to show up. He does sell skirts, but, you know, skirts, there's so many options. Um, And I just picked a couple of the colors that I know that I will use. That'll definitely get used. But I'll bet you, I mean, no kidding. I'll I'll bet you I have about 50 jigs coming. I I mean, you know that I just got 30 freaking Guggen Squad jigs. Yep. I got six of those. I only lost. I only lost two of them. Yeah. So I can pitch in a couple of them. I am and terrible I just, when it comes to the losing those. I was watching Millican fishing the other day, and they yep. did fifty uh, percent off the freaking um, the soft plastics for twenty four hours. So guess oh, what I yeah. did? <laughs> oh, you got some prawns, and you got some some of their paddle tails, and all yeah, of that stuff. They're they're cra- they're cracking craw or the crawfish things. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got like yeah, I got a lot. I got a bunch of biospawn stuff too. That I was just like, yeah, we're gonna try this out, and we'll give it a shot. To I got some vile bugs and a bunch of bandito what? bugs and stuff from Guggen. I, that's the other thing. I ordered I ordered like a hundred dollars in shit from uh, from Guggen yeah. um, using yeah. Becca's code, so she would get the commission for it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, that's cool. Actually, <laughs> actually, I'll get to, I'll get to you on the the mystery tackle box stuff for that. Like, cause you're a Carl's member. I'm thinking about doing another thing like we did last time. Yeah, whenever you want to do it. Okay, absolutely. Um, but I did buy a bunch of six cent stuff. Like, I hear so I much have, good stuff about that stuff. I have so much Guggen stuff already. Yeah. Like, if you want, if you want me to grab a couple different colors of each one and like throw it in a box and I gotta try mail it stuff, to this man. girl or whatever, then like let's let's try to get something going. And I can ask my buddies too. Yeah, like, I'm, I, I got a lot of friends that you know are 
addicted like us. Oh I yeah, should, man. Should Speaking <laughs> of, of of tackle addiction, I actually I had uh, a guy reach out to me, and I thought it was it's a tackle shop in Brookfield, but it's not yes. Ben's. It's not Ben's. It's not Ben's Tackle no, Shack? No, it's not. I thought it was. I was like, how many tackle shops can there be out there? But I had a guy. Really? Yeah, I had a guy. His name's Joe, and he's from Old Glory Outdoors in East Brookfield. Okay. And he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, I'll give your podcast a shout on our page. He's like, we have a pretty good following. We're just kind of talking back and forth. And he actually, he left me a review on Apple Podcasts. That was amazing. I shared a picture of the review today. But he really? su- he suggested today. He goes. He goes. I've got a guy who's become kind of like uh, a mentor in the fishing community. This dude owns uh, the company Bogue Hog Baits, and they make. Um, they're in Westbrook Field, and I guess they make lead-free jigs. And he's really? like, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, I'd love to, you know, have him go on the show, and you know, uh, you know, he he's got some great stories to tell and all this other stuff. So I'm trying to work that out to make that kind of come together. It could be, it could be really wow. good. But I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man! It, like mom and pop. That kind shows? of stinks because I really wanted to plug my dude here, right in Brookfield. Man, no, this dude has hooked. Me yeah, absolutely. Off. And that's Love the it. thing. I mean, nobody's giving me a dime or no and nobody is like doing anything for my show. So right now, like absolutely, I'm going to give shout outs to whomever, you know. Yeah, like, you mind if I do a plug? No, not at all. And not at all. Dude, Ben's Tackle Shack in Brookfield right at White's Landing. Yep. Guys, is actually starting they're opening tomorrow. Y'all got to just wear a, a mask to go, but he they are the grand opening is tomorrow. They just got a brand new uh, sh- couple Shiner tanks and everything, and I'm telling you, they're they're they are very nice people. Ben and his father Dan, great people. They have hooked me up with like savage gear, dude. I didn't have a sweatshirt, and I was going yeah. fishing two weeks ago when it was cold. I totally forgot a sweatshirt. This dude gave me a savage gear sweatshirt. I was like, wow, that's freaking hey, awesome! <laughs> I can go fishing now. Yay! Yeah, like, exactly. Great people, great people. Hook me up a lot. They do um <laughs> they have a lot of like like used gear too and stuff. So like if you're looking for something yes. like to get into something a little higher end and you want to save some money, man, that's that's pretty awesome. Cause Dan, that was Dan's been all over the world. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, man. Hey, uh you can check him out at Go Go Fish Dan with Dan Kennedy. Dan Kenny, and it's on YouTube. He's got tons. He's been on YouTube for freaking ever, man. Yeah. Some of those channels have been around forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's been all over. Really, like, really nice guy. Nice. I can't say more more than that, man. I don't even know, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't even know the guy, but he's he's giving me this stuff, and I was wow. (laughs) Stand up, dude. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And uh, like I was when I when you told me they were opening a tackle shop, I'm like, now this is such a weird time to try to do that, you know. But I mean, but, but think about it. Yeah, everybody, you go to Walmart, you go to all these tackle shops. There's nothing there anymore. Oh yeah, I mean, everybody's outside fishing or, or hiking or doing something. And if you're gonna do any kind of live bait, like that's your that's your money maker. You know, because yeah. like you, you can't mail order live bait. <laughs> no, you know, it's like 
Yeah, <laughs> that's that that's huge. They're gonna they got they sell coffee there and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can go there and get a coffee as a fisherman just getting up, whatever. You yeah, know? oh, absolutely. Hey, you know, that's yeah. the thing. Anything you can do to keep people coming in, then you just got to go for it, you know? It's not the craziest yeah. idea to, you know, make refreshments available. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. well, you know, I, I, I'm i here anyway getting, you know, shiners or, or I'm, you know, I, I'm all out of, you know, whatever. I'm all out of hooks, so I'm going to run over and, and pick this up on the way, or I need some line. Oh, cool. I'll grab a cup of coffee while I'm here. It just, it just pads out their profit margin, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you're out there, you mm. got a 20-minute ride usually just to anywhere else. But Oh, yeah. I mean, Sturbridge, you'd have to go to Hadley or – Yep. I mean, I guess this dude in East Brookfield, but I didn't even know where – I don't never even heard of this dude. Well, there's there's a lot of good fishing like right in that area. Like you get into like Warren and the Brookfield, Sturbridge, and out yeah. Central Mass has just killer killer fishing. There's a, uh, a a Central Mass Facebook page that has been. I'm gonna look it up because uh, my memory's terrible. But Central Mass Facebook page. It's it's basically kind of like the Make Mass Fishing Spots Great Again uh, page. And uh, yep. they had uh, Central Mass Fishing is all is all it's called, but they've got I mean all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, they got the Wachusett, but we got the Clavin. That's what it is. Although I, <laughs> I don't know, man, Wachusett's pretty awesome. I haven't fished there, but just it's just got such there. a good reputation. Yeah, you fished there a couple of times, right? Yeah, man, it's fun. It's a long hike, and I mean, when I went, I probably should have went like a little later during the fall or yeah. whatever. But a couple little small largies, but that would be a really good question for this show. Wachusett or Quabbin? Like, just, you know, you oh, got to pick man, one. that's a killer. It's a tough one, right? Oh, man. You, uh, that's It depends on where you live. All yeah. the people that live out, out east are going to say Wachusett. Everybody that lives out here is going to say Quabbin. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, Wachusett just, I feel like there's just more area to fish. Although, I don't know necessarily about... Because you can, I think there's only certain gates you can access. Bro, the Quabbin has, Quabbin, it has like, I think it's like three times the amount of water. Oh, yeah. I mean, but can you fish all of it? Yeah, you can, you can walk in, you can day walk in and go fishing on the shore. That's, that's a long, not, not all of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you can park and you can walk along the shore. Hmm. You can go to Gate Forty Three, and you know, in, in uh, Hardwick, you can go to Gate Eight in Belchertown. Yeah, Gate yeah Gate Eight. I, I remember, and I know that there's further up into along Two Hundred Two. I think there's a, a few different gates there. Yes, there is, and then there's one in uh, Petersham. Petersham, yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's up in like my wife's hometown area. Yikes! Yeah, I grew. I. I I mean, I, I grew up all over the place, but yeah. I lived in Barrie for a while. Yeah, it's crazy because that's a that's a big section of the state where there there is that whole area. Like once you kind of get to like the Palmer and Ware line and you go east, like in, in between that area there up until like Worcester, there's some good fishing. Like there's some there really some is. really good bodies of water over there. There was a spot that yeah, my buddy uh, that Paul and I went to in Warren, and I mean, I mean, we we got skunked, but it was absolutely amazing, and it, it ended up being uh, one of those few bodies of water that you could see from the Mass Pike. Yeah, you know, and we're just Look like the Red Bridge. Oh yeah, well, Red Bridge is just monstrous. Silly, 
and, and like for the valley good one last year yeah and your buddy got that five pounder yeah that was insane he was just i mean he's never gonna stop talking about that (laughs) bro i saw a fish there the other day that i it was the biggest bass i've ever seen hands down over it just didn't she didn't want to she was just cruising along the shallows you know just cruising along yeah i threw freaking yeah i threw like a a cracking craw on a Jig, I threw the Texas rig. I had a couple different stuff, but yep. nothing. Not even like a look at it. Like couldn't it was, even be bothered. Nope. So this this episode, I'm doing something a little bit different than I yep. I normally do. So there's three topics that I had I had I realized that I would be okay never hearing about again on a Facebook group. And I'm probably going to talk about them in the intro, unless you and I get into it here. I might just do that there. I I, I don't know. But <laughs> I'd like your commentary on this, because I think your your commentary on social media is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do you got? All right, so the first thing that, the first topic that I could definitely never, ever, ever, I, I, I wouldn't lose a, a wink of sleep not hearing about again, is the... Uh, Casting reel versus spinning reel, like all or nothing to either camp. You know what I mean? And I know like these are these are all things that like a lot of new fisher fishermen and, and new anglers will say like, oh, you know, uh, so what should I use? And then they kind of they feel like, well, I'm, I'm beyond a spinning reel because I like, you know, bait casters. You know, and and then there's it's almost like they kind of make this decision blindly, but that's something I hear all the time. I'd be okay never having to read another post about it. What do you think? Yeah, each 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 both of them have just as equal uh, importance. I, I mean, agree. you usually you usually use your spinning combo for the more finessey stuff, mm-hmm. so you feel those little tiny nibbles, so you can you're able to set the hook. Or like you know, when you're jerk baiting the small jerk baits, you're not gonna use freaking thirty pound test on a freaking, you know what I mean? Yeah. On a bait caster, you know you need to. But I mean, it's so much easier not to have to worry about. The, I mean, the spinning combo is great, but not having to worry about like when you forget to put the bail open and then you got like oh, a ten dollar yeah. lure on yep. and it just gets sent across the freaking you know you'll never see that ten dollar lure again yeah like the bait casters are great for that i mean they're really smooth and man once you get into the decent you know the hundred dollar plus range for the bait casters they are so much easier to just like pitch and flip and just figure out with each different lure and yeah. blah, blah, blah. like once you get to learn bait casters they're great you can use them in those tight little spaces as long as you can pitch and flip. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Oh, there's but definitely. At first, I was terrible, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was so bad so many times. There's there's definitely but, a learning curve, but like there's yeah. I mean with with a bait caster there is increased accuracy. I mean there just definitely Absolutely. is, you know. But on on the other hand, it's like I especially this year I have been pitching and flipping with my spinning combo. Like I mean. Um, little tiny Ned rigs with, with yeah, no yeah. issue at all. And it's just like, you know, it, they both have their role. I a hundred percent agree. Actually. And it was you that kind of got me. Cause that's where my head was probably last year was like, Oh, why am I even going to bother? I think the, the first time you and I fished together, I didn't bring a spinning combo because at the time yes. I didn't even have one other than the ultralight for my trout rod, you know, and that was when we went to red bridge when you got that like three and a half pounder, man. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And that was just a, a, a luck, like, you know, cast with a, a weightless Senko. But that's that's what it, what it really got, got down to. I started to realize that trip. I was like, you know what? I go, a spinning combo would make casting these weightless uh, plastics much, much easier. And then, you know, as I started to kind of get, obviously, like, the more, li- like, lighter stuff, like drop shots and things like that, it just makes it so, so much easier. Plus, then you've got, like, a, a finesse presentation right there on a different rod that you could just grab and utilize so you you yeah, miss usually you don't have a heavy or a medium heavy spinning combo yeah no. unless you're going to fucking monster down south yeah you know what i mean yeah usually your spinning combo is usually a medium or a medium light yep and then your bait casters are all the above i like i like I using my, my spinning stuff for top water too yeah. Mainly because I just, I have braid on there almost all the time. You know? I just got a frog and, frog and rod from uh, from Dan Kenley. Oh, yeah? That's dope. That's it's the, got the STX. got the STX on it. Yeah. The Abu Garcia with oh, the. Oh, uh, man. It's a Bass Pro Shop tournament frog stick. That's, that's a freaking nice combo. Yeah, it's the tournament ZX, I believe. Uh, what is it? Seven yeah, a seven three? Yes, sir. Damn, dude, that's that's yeah. that's a nice combo. That's a that's the one like one kind of combo I I still need to factor in there is uh you know like like a seven foot heavy something that I could use for a frog or something that Lily I you know what I mean? Yeah, like the real real heavy 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 stuff. Something along yes. those lines. Everything like else. Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yeah. Fitzgerald in the summer, man. In Northampton, man, that place is great. But a lot of people, yeah, they go there and they don't get their hands on most of the fish because they use like six pound mono. Can't do that in lily pads. Like, oh, when no. it's thick like that, you yeah. don't get your hands on nothing. Yeah. Like, I get my eye with them lips. You, people when you look when, at me funny when I go there with 50 pound braid on a freaking big old stick. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Watch this. <laughs> I'm gonna cut every one of these fish. Oh, absolutely. If I, if I get if I get a good hook set, I'm getting my hands on them. Yeah, for sure, man. So the second one that I think yes, and this is what I'm I'm really interested in, is the second <laughs> thing I would never I, I, I would be okay with never having to read again on a uh, Facebook fishing group is the argument of keep or release. What do you think? Well, I mean ugh. This is this is this is tough, man. I know. Because I don't really care about keeping fish as long as you eat it. Yeah. Except except for bass. They really take uh, if you if you look it up, bass take the longest time to get bigger inside. Yep. Like in a year across the river right now, they're they're hatching or they're yeah, they're like they're getting the eggs for the trout. In yep. one year, they can get those trout like 16 inches. That You're going to get those 16-inch bass in one year. That yeah. usually takes like two and a half to yeah. get a decent-sized, you know, two pounds. Yep, I agree. And it just drives me nuts when I see dudes with like three-pound, four-pound, five-pound bass. And I, oh, I'm going to eat it. Like, what the fuck? Come on, man. So this is this is my take. And, and it, it kind of lies. Like, I don't think that. Ethically, there is anything wrong with people 
taking their legal limit and eating whatever the hell they want to eat. You know yes. what I mean? But I do yeah. think that that it's it's a stupid decision to take out a, you know, three I'll say three plus. A three plus pound bass. You know, yes. realistically, I would say it definitely anything over a four. Like, I think that is a stupid decision. To that's, take- that's just being a dickhead. Yeah. Just get a picture with that one. Get a weight on it and put it back. Release it. If you're going to keep a bass, if like, honestly, if you're going to keep a bass, keep a two to three pounder. Yeah. Keep those. Keep those ones. Keep the little guys. Let the little guys get stronger and let the li- the bigger guys get bigger. Get all the ones right in the middle, the two, three pounders. Oh, or the, like, even the... Even the one and a half, two, three pounders. Like, don't take the big guys. That's the well. And, just no need. and that's the thing. Sure, they've got you know the population kind of needs to be controlled and 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 all that stuff. And you know, yeah. by taking out the smaller ones, the other ones have a chance to you know the food supply is there to to meet what they need in order to continue growing. I understand all that, but the bigger ones taste bad. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, they don't taste. They don't taste as good as the small ones. The small ones are are definitely like that's where that's where they taste the best. They don't t- and also like there's a theory and uh, my my father had, had taught me this a long time ago. He's like you know oh, when it comes to so fish in current and in um uh, in cold water, cold water will give you a better tasting fish. That's Which- why. That's why if I want to eat fish, I'll go to the Swift River in my backyard and get a rainbow. You just that's made me stocked by Massachusetts. Yep. You just made me th- think of exactly exactly the other reason is that at least locally for us, not everybody has to deal with this, but probably more people than they realize, most people are fishing polluted water. And it's yeah. it's not a good idea to eat those native fish. So like the Connecticut River, I haven't looked into it in a while, but the when it when it comes to what the the state regulates for um for what you can eat out of there you're they they don't advise eating anything other than stripers um and i yeah. think there's something else and anything that's uh, like obviously anything that's stocked that wasn't like raised in those waters but there's a lot of yeah. bodies of water that i like to fish that are like connected to what used to have like factory runoff you know, and it's just that's it's just not a safe decision. Like I get it. Like if it's about survival, and that's how you're gonna eat, live or die. Like yeah, you like got whatever eat what you I can catch, get. I'm eating. Exactly, but yeah, like that's the whole thing. Like when it comes to stocking trout, you know, I mean that's the stuff that you want to focus on because that's yeah. what it's there for. That's what your taxes are paying for. You know, yeah. all the all the fees. It's not your taxes. It's not your taxes. Yeah, it is your fishing licenses. Yeah, actually, permits. that's exactly it. Like your stamps <laughs> and all that stuff. That's... A lot of people don't realize that hunters and fishermen are the first line of freaking conservation. Yeah. Oh, so absolutely. But it's like, you know, yeah, go go catch a trout. Plus, you, you know, especially when it comes to like trout, you don't have to, they don't have scales. They're easier to cook. Like they're. And they're so good. They're awesome. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's crazy. I will say like I've had bass on a couple of. Of instances and yep. uh, and I mean it's fa- it's wonderful. Um, it's good, yeah. But like I mean, it's just like if if you're and I, I I get where people are like you know yeah so we're gonna and I've seen this before where people will talk about they're they're uh, taking out a certain window of the population for the health of that body of water. I totally understand that. 
you know? Absolutely. But it yes. was, it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like somebody put, posts a picture and it's like, so this, this, this dude is standing in his living room with like a six pounder. You're like, okay, obviously everybody knows he did not release that fish. You yeah, know, it's that is, that that, that uh, drives me nuts. They had that they had that post on Facebook that I I couldn't. Oh man! And it was like a fishing fanatic kind of thing. I was like, Yeah, who the hell's gonna post sixteen fish and every single bass on that freaking line was over five pounds? Mm-hmm. I almost thought, dude. I'm a big dude, man, and my fucking blood pressure went through the roof. I'm like. You kidding me? Yeah, you're gonna call yourself fanatics and see that that body of water better be the size of the Atlantic, or they just lost tons of like awesome brood stock for the next generation. Yep, and it'll take uh, like it'll take so long for other fish, assuming they've got the genes to get to that size, to get up yeah. to that size. It's just it, it. I don't know. It's just it's crazy. <laughs> It's impossible now because ninety percent of those fish were female. Now, impossible. so the last topic <laughs> that I <laughs> I would be okay with never hearing an argument again, and and it's not that that I have an issue with anybody who doesn't understand the differences or anything like that. I get that. That's fine. Um, yep. Specifically, one kind of post, but it's the issue of line of different fishing line. People will ask what's best, or I love when I see. God, somebody will take a picture of a brand new reel or a brand new combo, okay. and they're like, "Hey, what should I put on this?" Uh, you know, and it's like, "What are you using it for?" Like, there's I can make this really, really simple. Yeah, whatever you want to put on your yeah. pole, put on it. Just don't buy the cheap shit. Really? Yeah. Like, just just don't buy the cheap shit. I mean, I, I, I would, the, the one thing, and I've, I've posted before and I've, you know, I've actually written this same thing numerous times and I've just like backspaced all the way out and deleted it. I'm like, no, I'm just not even going to get into it. And I tell people, I go, there is nothing that's better than this. There are things that are suited for different uh, applications, you know, and, and yep, certain absolutely. things that have properties that you may or may not want. And, you know, sure. Then there's, you know, the, the, you know, if, if you're, you're, it's your first time using a bait caster and you're like, yeah, I'm going to throw, you know, like 30 pound braid on there. It might make it a little bit more discouraging for you. I mean, I started casting with braid just because I was like, well, you know, I'll just put a leader on when I need fluorocarbon. And I didn't feel like the, I mean, I'm one of those weirdos that does not think a, a backlash with braid is I actually think it's easier to take out than a backlash with oh, absolutely. with floral. I, my opinion, I think so. But I mean, you know, backlashes happen. It's not the end of the world. There isn't no. a, a line that's not going to prevent that from happening. But it's like, you know, like if you're going to throw some top water, yeah, then you pretty much want to take floral out of the running, you know? Yeah. Although I did recently hear something about... Uh, throwing buzz baits on fluoro because it just doesn't matter like that that lure just sinks anyway and it's the only thing that keeps it at the top is how fast you reel it in so i was like yeah, yeah that that makes sense i could definitely definitely understand that but yep. yeah that's just one more thing people are like hey i just got this brand new, and they won't even mention the type of rod that it's on so they're like what should i put on there and you're like 65 pound braid of course because yeah. it's an ultra or where they're going <laughs> exactly. are you going yeah are you going to a clear lake where you don't have any rocks and stuff then you use like floral or mono that's a really good point that's a really good point or or are you going to fitzgerald where there's a ton of shit and there's lily pads everywhere mm-hmm. 
don't want to use braided. Or are you going to be, you know, fishing somewhere where there's a bunch of submerged timber all over the place and your braid's yeah. just going to like dig right in, you know, yeah. you might want to use some heavy fluoro instead and then just yep. like zip that stuff right out. You know, I, yep. it's just, there's, there's so much more. It's just not, it's, those are like little things where there aren't necessarily just easy answers. And that's why we bring five rods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think five rods is too much. I think that's 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 you know normal. Actually, it makes me feel pretty good about only bringing four. <laughs> good because I just bought four. <laughs> nice. And a ton of equipment, man. Oh man. But yeah, like I said, as long as you don't buy the cheap crap. Yeah. Right. I agree. You'll figure it out. Yeah. If you want, if you want to try, you know, fluoro or mono and those thick lily pads. You're going to get disappointed and just change it anyway. <laughs> I I made the last comment that I wrote uh, on one of these posts. Like somebody had like they, they had like, you know, like a seven foot medium heavy like name brand stick with, uh, you know, I, I, I guess probably like a six or seven speed reel, something like that. And they're like, it's my first bait baitcaster. What should I put on here? And the first thing I wrote, and I felt like such a hypocrite about this because my knots were terrible for so long, like so long, you know what I mean? And I was like, you, you really, first thing you got to do is learn your knots, like, like learn, practice with that. And I go, and this is what you should do. If you have one, one, one baitcaster, you should spool it with braid. And then tie on fluorocarbon leaders as you need them or if, mono, if, yeah, depending if, on what it is that you need. You know, you got to get three spools uh, of line and then just kind of go that route. And and not only will it help your confidence, but you'll, you know, you'll, you can, you can kind of cover all the bases. You're only cutting yep. off like, you know, a couple feet a liter if you need to, to ch- make a change. Yep. Versus as soon as you learn that Albright knot to connect the two, you're all set. Mm-hmm. Just a quick, simple, I mean, kind of a pain in the butt. But. I'm more of a double uni guy, and which is funny because I never intended to learn that knot. I started with the Albright knot, and then I was, oh, what was I doing? I had to change out a leader, and I was like, oh, yeah, how do I tie that? And I looked up the wrong one. <laughs> And I just started tying the double uni and it works. I mean, I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, I mean, I'll go with whatever, but yeah, it's, I, I do. I think cause, cause for the longest time I was like, yeah, mainline, like, you know, I would rather change out the real than have to tie a leader, you know? And it's like, no, I think that if you're, if you really, if you're going to have one, one combo that you're going to bring out with you, like the one I would take with me, like really for, I would Everything. If I was going to bring one bait caster, and even my spinning rod is the same way. If I was just to go out super duper light, actually, if I'm going to go out super light, I'm only going to bring my spinning rod. But, yeah. you know, like 80% of everything in my tackle bag, I can use on that combo. Maybe not perfectly, but it's just. I would it, definitely agree with you. Yeah. I think if, if I'm going to bring one, it's going to be that one because then I can downsize really, really easy. But yep. I mean, if I was going to bring two and cover both bases, yeah, both those reels are going to have braid 10 pound on the spinning and probably 30 on the, on, on the bait caster. And then I'll just tie the, the appropriate leaders for whatever it is I need to need to do. That was another thing I did too. I just ordered a shitload of line, <laughs> but stuff that I needed, like I, I've, I, I have no 50 pound. You know, fifty pound braid, none, and I needed some. When I get eight pound or ten pound, I got a good deal on like two hundred yards of of uh, of fluorocarbon, just for leaders. Nice. 
Yep. Cool. <sighs> yeah, like I always have a like seventeen and then like a ten fluoro in my backpack. Yeah. It's just eat. just for leaders because I don't use it really on anything else unless it's like trout fishing or pan fishing. Yep. Yeah, that's what I've got actually uh, for on my my bait casters that have the thirty pound. I've got uh, seventeen pound for leaders there, just so that way I'm like you know if I'm gonna tie on and like throw a jig like that. That's what that's for. So I have been asking everybody on the show this question, and I never expected it to get the reaction that it has so far. And I'm actually putting together a little collection because I want to do a, a, a giveaway of these lures. But so the famous saying is that fishing tackle companies catch more suckers or catch more fishermen than the lures actually will catch fish. What's the, like the number one ridiculous fishing tackle trend that's happening in your career of, of fishing. And are you guilty of trying it? Like, what do you think is the dumbest lure out there? Oh man, I really, I, I honestly, if I see it and I think it's dumb, I'm not buying it. So I haven't used it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. honestly, I really, I really haven't, I, I don't really pay attention enough, I guess. I don't know. I've had so far, I'll I tell you, I've had two. Oh, that goddamn, that spider, that spider. See, I'm with you with the spider. I'm a hundred percent with you with the spider. Um, yeah. I would probably throw those that or the, I mean, and even though I know like it makes sense like that and like the dragonfly, I'm like, yeah, uh, they say it works. They yeah. say it works. Oh, I'm sure. But it, only for a couple cat, only for a couple fish. And then they start ripping the freaking legs off. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like it, we've had two people come on the show that have said the banjo minnow and both of them are guilty of using it. So <laughs> I, I've, I got to get a banjo minnow to put in this yeah. little prize pack. And you then remember the flying lure. The flying lure, man. You remember the flying lure? Hey, the name sounds familiar, but I don't. I don't remember it. What? What? What, it was, what was jig, it? it was this jig that it looked like a freaking, almost like a squish tube, and it like gl- glided away from you. Really? The yeah, flying... check out the flying lure, man. I remember having those. It's on <laughs> scene as seen on TV. Yeah, that makes sense. Back in the day when I was a kid. Bro. Oh, oh, yeah. You can get them on eBay. Yeah, they're like tubes. What? That's crazy. All right. So I'm going to have to get my hands on one of these. I wonder if I can. Oh, that'd be dope. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to do. Like the the Bill Dance, uh, the, the, yeah. the, dance, the dancing eel. That's the one that, that Sean had mentioned. He's like, yeah, it's like one of the stupidest looking things you've ever seen. He says it looks like a sperm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's really accurate, man. Really, really accurate. Is it? it looks, oh, man. Oh, it's freaking ridiculous. And Good job, Bill. Yeah, it's, it's pretty freaking crazy. I mean, it's true, though. There's a lot of stuff out there. That yeah. and I've never really necessarily been one who if, if if somebody says like I don't I never ever am am thinking like well it's the bait because that thing is 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 that's that's what's going to catch the fish like yeah. it plays a role for sure but like technique has a whole lot to do with it too in presentation you know oh absolutely um, you can fish. Yeah, there's different one lure, four different, five different ways, even more. Some mm-hmm. of them, you know, like 
It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I've uh, I've had friends of mine who have said, "Oh, well, you know, so and so was using this." So I, th- you know, I and I mean, I think we're all guilty of that. I've gone out with, you know, fishing with friends, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, I caught this on, you know, on on a jig," and then I've thought, like, "Okay, so if nothing else, I got to start thinking like this is where they're at." You know what I mean? They're on the yeah. bottom. So I'm going to try to use use that or even even colors like, you know, someone starts throwing a color and they're they're getting hit. You're like, all right, so we'll throw something that's white instead of, you know, green pumpkin or whatever it yeah. might be. You know, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> whatever's like a lot of people say when they're trout fishing, they're like, oh, you need to use the the freaking power bait that's this color or with the sparkles or with this or with. Yep. It's like, dude, power bait was made to smell like the stuff that they were eating the first year of their life. Yep. No matter what color it is, stop it. Like, oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, you know, and when it comes to, I think when it comes to color, it's a, a lot of it too has to do with you being able to see it. You know, like if you're fishing yes. and you want to be able to spot where where your lure is and and what it's doing, you know, it's like yeah, your presentation of it. Yeah, yeah, that definitely comes into play there, especially like uh, when when you're like you know bed fishing or something, and you're you're trying to sight fish. Essentially, it's like oh, all right, so I'm going to throw this over here versus like throwing like you know a black and blue jig or something, and it you know blends in with the bottom, and you're just like I, you're basically looking for the motion. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Freaking! Dude, I got those. I got some of those Savage Gear, those three D, the line through trout. Man, those things are oh, amazing. The, it, I got a. I had a huge pike on it the other day. Uh, well, rattle trap? Nope. It's like a three D. It looks like. I mean, exactly like a trout. Uh, check it out. It's the Savage Gear three D line through. It's like three segments. It's like eight or nine inches long. Oh, really? Like 30 bucks a piece, bro. Line through, segmented line through. I'll have to check it out. So, yeah, the pike, the, the pike took my treble hook, but I still got my lure. Oh, really? Yeah, he snapped my 50-pound braid. Damn. Got in his teeth, yeah. Yep, snap. Bye-bye. And the, and the, 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 the actual bait stayed on? No, the bait like falls off. Oh my god! How, did you get it back? Or did you lose it? Yeah, it floats. So oh, okay. It, it was right. right at shore when he when he snapped it. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's. I didn't thing. get my hands on him, but yeah, no. He took off my with my travel. Yeah, I've got um, I've got a line through lipless that I haven't used yet. Uh, it's got what? It's kind of interesting. Although I I don't know. It's I guess I I just need to to just suck it up and, and try it to see how it works because when i see like the line the the uh the line through stuff in my mind i'm just thinking that thing's gonna sp- is free to spin in any kind of direction you know but uh, no what, i guess it's weighted these, the right way when, when we're all done here i'll I'll send you a picture of it mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty they're pretty cool man yeah i'll have to check definitely, it out definitely amazing baits but you need a heavy rod to throw them they're like four ounces Oh really? They're that big? Yeah, it's like it's like a nine inch trout. Yeah, big. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty big. That is yep. that big is pretty bass big. or pike. 
and and this, that's the thing. Like the big swim baits are like the the big swim baits and the glide blade the glide baits are crazy yeah. popular because it has to be it has to be a big fish in order to choke that thing down. It's true, you know there there is something to that saying about ba- about bigger uh, bigger bait, bigger fish. Um, yeah. but you know, at the, at the same time, it's, it, it, it's how many times have you caught a nine inch freaking bass on a six inch jerk bait? I've caught a hundred of them bastards. I'm like, how oh, do yeah. you even think you're going to swallow this man? Yeah. Well, and some of those bites are just reactionary anyway. <clears throat> you know, like, I'm, yeah. it's just, you just pop that, that jerk bait right at the right time. And then they're just all, that's all they're doing is reacting to it. Yeah. It's crazy. There was yeah. um that I caught another like a, a three and a half pounder on a on a little Ned rig, you know, and it's like that that's that's the thing. It's like while there's something to be said about that that theory about larger larger bait catching larger fish, there's also something to be said like small baits will catch monsters, you know. It's just you're gonna get more dinks in there too, you know, because they're yeah. they'll be I, able to go after that. And I can I can I can I can prove to you. That that's true because my buddy got a thirty nine inch pike on a shiner that wasn't even two inches long, bro. We were going for like I don't even know what the heck he was just going for. He just got a shiner in his net and put it on a hook. Next thing you know, zzz, that thing's going. I'm like, what the oh, hell yeah. is that? Sure enough, man, huge, humongous. I couldn't believe it. I love it, man. I can't wait to get out and fish. This is this is absolutely killing me not, not being able to go. Out. I did the math. I was like, well, I've been fishing like four days a week with you know once once uh, it was open water. I was like four days a week, and I'm like, if I, if I have to sit in here for two weeks, I'm missing out on eight days. I was like, Sunday, I'm just gonna be gone all day. Don't don't expect yep. me back. I'm just gone. where are we going, brother? Where are we going? I I have no idea. I don't know where I'm gonna go. I'm, I'll, I'll figure it out. Although I'll tell you what, I was looking at the weather. So the last couple of days, absolutely beautiful, uh, warming trend. It's going to do good things. Like the spawn is is so close. But yeah, tonight it's going to be in the 30s. Yep. Tomorrow it's going to continue in the 30s. I think it might bump into the 40s for some of the lows. And then they're saying Saturday possible snow in May. What the hell is that? What? Yeah. Man, see, I don't like I. I there, those guys are only really good for a day out. Oh yeah, you know when they they give you fifty percent this, fifty percent that. You're like, <laughs> oh, so absolutely. We're either gonna get a blizzard or we're not gonna get a flake in the sky. Well, it's funny. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Weather Channel app now, and and now it's got Saturday just as rain. But I'll tell you what. A lot of rain, and then Sunday looks like it'll be pretty nice. But it'll be cold overnight. It'll be thirty-four degrees. That's, That's all right. Saying. That's when you just hit the sunny spots on the yeah. day that we go out. Oh yeah. So I've been looking at at tackle storage, and I've been throwing around the idea of of like a backpack style. Like I love that little day pack, that sling pack that I've got, which is great. Yeah. But I've I've totally maxed it out. Like I can't. I can only carry so much stuff with me. So I really have to plan a lot more in advance than I think you know, most other situations like, and I would like to carry like a few, my other swim baits and, and crank baits and stuff that I don't necessarily have with me. Cause you know, especially when you're changing spots, if you go to one spot and you're like, okay, this is where I'm going to fish. You might be decked out, ready to go for, for, for there. But then, you know, things could change. You, 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 yep. you change up spots. So I'm, I'm throwing around some ideas. I'm looking at some of the, the, the backpacks that are out there. 
there you go. Yeah. Got to make it happen. Yeah. Absolutely. See, like, if you have, like, one big bag or backpack or something like that, Mm -hmm. and you just have, like, seven or eight of those, like, containers in it, and then you have your backpack that can only hold three. Because really, when you go somewhere, how much do you need? Yeah, you already have four or five poles that have something on it. How much do you really need? Yeah, exactly. It's true. It's true. If you do change, you can put those those holders into the big backpack and take whatever you want to the next place. That's kind of what I was thinking was I'm going to leave the big backpack, leave it primarily in the truck, you know, and anything that has to get changed out. But I just don't want to leave a bunch of like tackle box, loose tackle boxes, like loose flopping all over the place. That's kind of what I'm thinking is all. I'm definitely going to be using the, the sling bag still, but you know, also it, it makes it nice where if instead of having to plan everything, I could just grab the backpack and go keep all my you know soft plastics in there and just take that and just be out. You know. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, what is your 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 big story? Like that dream catch or that most disappointing loss of a fish that you have caught? Like, what's what's your actually? You know what we never did, Eric? We never talked about how you came to angling. Like, how did you get started as a kid? I mean, I live. I grew up on the Swift River. Enough said. That's I a, mean, yeah. That's I, 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 that's. I just. This is where I grew up, man. Yeah. So you can I mean, say yeah, Swift I, River to almost anybody visiting Massachusetts, and if they're if they're interested in fishing, they've heard of it. Any any. I mean, any trout person. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people come to the you know, above route nine where it's fly fishing only. Yep. I've seen license plates from all over the country. I've seen people from all over the world. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's definitely got a reputation as, is one of the premier spots in new England. Like you've got to fish the swift and the water is crystal clean. It's like, it's yeah, cold. it never gets warm. It is always cold. Yeah. Like kids turn purple in the summertime and like grownups only stick their feet in. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's yep. always cold. That's and why the trout love it right here though. Yeah. Oh, they, they eat it up. Oh well, yeah. You know, cold current crystal clear. Yes, sir. And I was, when I was, when I was a kid, cause that's where I used to go and fish with my old man and we would go and I would get so frustrated cause every once in a while you would see trout like, just kind of zipping along, doing their thing. And I'm like, <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's like, you know, a seven or eight year old kid, 12 year old kid. You're just like, son of a bitch. That's my fish. Yeah, Get you're back like, here. You're like, I've been sitting here so quiet with this line in here. <laughs> and I guess they're just not going to eat. Oh, but yeah, man, that is, that is crazy. So what about, yeah. So now tell me about like your, either, either your biggest victory fishing or your biggest defeat. You, you choose or both. I mean, my carp last year, 35 and a half pounds was, was the biggest, like I, w- I couldn't stop smiling for days with that one. Yeah. That was, that was brag worthy. I'll never forget. I, I woke up that, that morning and yeah, I had a bunch of texts from you with all pictures of that. And that one, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> yep. And then I, the biggest upset was definitely fishing at the Oxbow. I had a pike on that was definitely 40 plus. Really? Inches, 
Yep. Every time I had a 20 pound braided line, oh. I had a hundred pound, I had a hundred pound, 18 inch leader on it. Oh. It, it took me like 15 minutes. And then I told my old lady to hold the pole. I was going to grab the leader. Yep. Did you snap it? Mistake. Huge mistake. Oh. Cut my fingers wide open. And as soon as I got to the braid, it just snapped and took off. Like my my girlfriend has pictures of it jumping out of the water. Really? Yeah, oh. I was fighting that thing for a while, and she was there. She she likes taking photographs and stuff like that. So, oh yeah. You know they got the field right there, so she was there with her camera anyway. And I was like, holy shit! That's man, a monster. I, I've yeah, seen I've I've seen some pictures of crazy pike. In, in yes. like in and around Oxbow, but the Connecticut River as a whole. Yes, sir. Like anything north of the dam, and I, I, there was one time where I was I was like a moron. I was looking for places to access fishing the river, and I was driving around. This was back when I had my minivan, and I was driving around looking for spots, and I was w- like literally just north. I was probably just below the rotary in Holyoke, and just north of the dam. And I go and I pull around, and I see. This guy, uh, his couple of guys uh, that had pulled their kayaks up and out, and they had like a three foot northern pike, just I mean, just monster, monster fish taking pictures and like, I mean, absolutely crazy. And I was like, You have got to be kidding me! That is an absolute that's like a, a, a bucket list fish, yeah, you know, 40 inch plus. Damn. It was yeah, it was big. Oh. It was definitely way bigger than my buddy's thirty nine and a half. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, man! Hundred pound leader, wire or or was that braid? Yeah, yeah, wire. Wire. Yeah. Okay. Once I got to the twenty pound braided, it snapped the line and took off. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Freaking. Crazy. So I had a conniption. I had like the worst <laughs> conniption fit of my life. I'm I'm sure, man. And, <laughs> I didn't see my old lady for like a half hour, 45 minutes. Yep. And like I was just sitting there and she comes up and I'm like, sorry. Like <laughs> I just kind of lost my shit. That's the thing. She's it's like, like you know, she said, don't worry. It won't happen again, honey. I, I, I just went on Amazon and bought you a net. It'll be here tomorrow. Unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was huge disappointment right there. <laughs> Oh, my youngest daughter just came tromping through the office. She's like, I have a tap shoe in your office. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness, man. So, yeah, I'm going to start editing this down. And uh, that's awesome. I'm glad we covered those three topics that I put up on Instagram. And that's so if you if you guys do end up starting a channel, let me know, because there's, there's people listening to this. And far more than I, I would have ever expected so quickly. Like my, this is, I don't know what this says about me, but my jigs and bigs Instagram has already done what I call the tip where like I've got now, like I've got about 80 more people following me than people I am following versus like my Bobby Rose beef stuff and the trivial podcast. I'm following way more people than are actually following me. Like with Bobby Rose Beef, I have like 2,000 followers, but I'm following like 4,500 people. You oh, know? really? Yeah. So it's like, you know, I've I've tried to do that, but like people are, it's tipped the other way. And it seems like 
the bigger that difference goes, the more people like I'm, I'm doing some things, I'm running some promoted posts and stuff to try to get people to listen. But every day there's like, you know, a dozen listens here on this episode. And then another, another big bunch of, of people are listening to this other episode. And so when you guys are get going, I'd love to do like some kind of a, a of a collab or a launch, you know, like yeah, get I some mean- stuff together. We've been talking about it. Like I got my GoPro. He just he's just he just bought one, yep. so it'll be on its way here. And I I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's gonna. I don't know yet. I haven't looked on YouTube, but when we figure it out, when it gets figured out, I will let you know. Sounds 100%. good. All right, dude. Will you have a good one? And I'll be in touch. We'll we'll plan out when we're going fishing next. Awesome. Sounds good, brother. All right. Take care, Eric. All right, stay well. See you. Bye-bye. That was one hell of a show, guys. Thanks very much once again for listening and all the follows on Instagram and the Facebook page. I really, really appreciate it. If uh, you would like to weigh in and give your opinions on the, you know, the topic we were talking about, those three things from Facebook, the Facebook groups for fishing that uh, I certainly could, could you know, I, I would live a happy life not having to ever read one of those threads again. But uh, if, if there is uh, an opinion you'd like to share, I'd like to invite you. Go ahead, send me a message via uh social media, either on the Jigs and Bigs Facebook page or via the Instagram profile. You can also just email the show anytime at uh, jigsandbigs413 at gmail.com. Shoot us an email and uh, I'd love to, you know, hear your opinions and I may actually take some of that information and uh, and weigh it out here to see what, what people think as well. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, and we will be, uh, we'll see you in about a week. Ah!